0: The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a momentwithmorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z dot com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Peace and blessings, family. Bringing you the Say Something Podcast. Say some, say some, say something. And that's right, where we come together talk about everything out here, the life and the world and the traffic out here in these streets.
1: In these streets, that's so, so cold.
0: <laughs> it is wintertime. First episode of 2018. Yeah. <clears throat> we got to get like
1: some of the, the sound things, man. Can we invest in that or something like that? <sighs> wow.
0: <All right. laughs> uh. We're bringing you episode number 51. 51. 51 and the jump off to 2018. Hope everybody's uh, holiday season went right. So typically when we do the, uh, the episode number, link it to a famous athlete, you know, uh, of any varying sport. But something that I noticed that was happening is that all the different athletes, because of the way that, you know, sports is and, and who the folks are, are all male. So most of our prominent female athletes don't wear jersey numbers. Really? You know our Venuses and Serenas yeah. and, and 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 you know the Gabby Douglases and mm-hmm. and all of them of the world. So they I realized they were completely left out of the first fifty episodes. So we, guess... we didn't highlight no women. Damn. So you're sexist. So we're gonna do something a little different. So instead of highlighting just jersey numbers, like to take time to highlight a particular person almost a dedication per episode so we can give light to everybody out there, not just the folks that did it with a ball or on the field or on the diamond.
1: So so this is how you're bringing in the new year. Bring it in, man. There's nothing uh, wrong with a little yes. change. Nothing wrong More, with doing something a little different. Well, the change should have been with some music
0: and some sound, some sound effects. Well, that's later. Okay. That's uh, later. All right. So uh, breaking ground on this 2018. Serena Williams. Nah. It went a little different. Broke a little left. As opposed to highlighting uh, an athlete. David Bowie. Nah. Nah. This is somebody, though in music, though. Someone groundbreaking. Michael Jackson. Nah, son. Originally used to be a background singer over at Uptown. Dropped a debut album in 1992. P. Diddy. Worked with Puffy, though. Father MC. Worked with Father MC. Jodeci. Dated a member of Jodeci. Labeled as the queen of hip-hop soul. Mary J. Mother F. N. Blige. Blige. Celebrating yes. her birthday this week and all receiving right. her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this and week she as well. And she is 51. Uh, in a few years. Okay. <laughs> uh. But show some love to the queen yeah. of hip-hop soul, yeah. Mary J. Blige. The first woman highlighted on, on the Because we can't. Because we don't
1: have sound effects. I thought she was going to come with some sound effects. I mean, we've been off like two weeks. Man, we'll be all right. <laughs> we gotta we gotta step into the times, man. We'll be alright. People feel like we're like in a basement, man. We are in a live, like state of the art studio, folks. You don't even understand what I'm telling you. This is state of the art. You can't see it, but we can see it for you. We good. We good.
0: Lots happened since the last time we got together.
1: Well, let's just before we jump into it. God damn, you want to just constantly jump into some shit? How was your vacation or your your time off?
0: That from was the that podcast? was that's where I was going. I said it's been a long time since we got together. No, it seemed like you was about to go into it. Well, I'm going to start with since we got together uh-huh. and go into where we at now. Dang, man. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I was your shit. That, like, what That's what I'm the- saying. It's a, it's a long time since we was together. And since the last episode, uh, the closeout of last year... Um, this is what I was setting up for this for this show and stuff. It's just you know, there's some stuff on the fly, some changes happened. plans didn't go like they was, was according to at the end of 2017.
1: he, he well, let me just give you guys the plans that he was trying to do. He was trying to leave the Say Something podcast. <laughs> That's nah, what he, nah. he was trying to do with Joe Buttons. That's what he was trying to nah, do. Nah, just <laughs> some
0: travel stuff didn't work out. Some business stuff didn't didn't quite pan out. Uh, but still, all right. That's also what uh, made me think about. Uh, MJB for for the jump off because that's that's the that's regrouping and comebacking and coming off of some struggle that's she <laughs> is the queen of that yeah you know if if there was a soundtrack to struggle it would be sung by Mary J Blige and so uh, didn't quite pan out still good you know but uh, you know some opportunity slipped how was your uh, close out to seventeen man
1: I took a long needed vacay you know me I'm Mr Travel Guy I'm Mr State to State Mr. Food, Culture, and History. I went to Texas, um, connected with some of my people. One of my daughters out there moved to Houston. So me and my daughter took a road trip. Actually, we flew into Austin. Um, Then we went to Dallas. Then we went to Baton Rouge. Um, Hung out with some family members. Shouts out to um, all my people in Baton Rouge. Uh, My guy, Double R, longtime friend of mine. Mama Val and um, I finally got to see his sister that I haven't seen in years who's graduated um, from USC and LSU for a master's and you know she's doing her AM show you know what I'm saying Amber so Smith so you you know we might be connecting and collaborating on that so it was good seeing herself and how she's building and how she's moving and then we went to New Orleans so my first time in New Orleans you know what I mean yeah yeah Sound like a good time. Yeah, yeah. And then we went right back and went to Houston. And I gotta give a shout out to Houston. That breakfast club joint they got. We ain't talking about the show. We're talking about the restaurant, the Breakfast yeah. Club. Have you been there? Nah. Uh Brother. I haven't
0: been Houston in a couple of years. Oh my but...
1: goodness. If there's one thing you gotta go for Houston, you definitely gotta go check out the Breakfast Club. So we I was gone for eleven whole days with my daughter, yo. Sounded
0: like a good
1: time. Um let's 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 say yeah. That it was good until you got back home and you looked at your bank account and then the motherfuckers lost your
0: luggage. Sounded like a good time while you were gone. <laughs> exactly. So
1: when you <laughs> got home, it was luggage lost. I still ain't got my luggage. And mind you, I'm about to fly out after we do the podcast. I'm going to New York, right? Going back home to NYC to go visit family and um, I deal with some situations over there. And I still haven't got my motherfucking luggage. It's been almost two weeks. Then you already know it's rent, it's bills, it's life, it's work. So it's like, here we go. And you know, one of the things that kind of frustrated me the most about coming back home, it wasn't necessarily the fact that, you know, you come back home because I, you know, I like Sacramento. It's cool. As long as I can leave at least three or four times a month, right? Okay. The minimum. But the fact is that you start to realize how much we lack in culturally relevant food. Like there's really um, this this great thing going on. I never knew in Austin that you had so many food trucks. It's like the second biggest um, state that has food trucks aside to Portland, Oregon, right? Okay. So now I'm coming back. And I'm searching for food, right? I'm searching for because you have the usual. You have you know Indian food, you have Mexican food, Asian cuisine. Uh, yes yeah, uh, when you I was in Louisiana, when I was in Houston, when I was in Dallas, the array of of restaurants. Baton Rouge had this phenomenal restaurant. I mean, I was eating so good, dog. Yeah. Like now I come back over here and it's like I'm disappointed in the foodery over here. Zach's
0: got some sleeper spots. So it, it, we don't have the uh, the area. Like some major cities, like this is the district for restaurants. Yeah. this is the Or they have uh, parks for, for food trucks where you go out there. Well, they have a couple events during the summer with the food yeah, for truck sure. stuff. But SAC is not most noted for, for his restaurants. But there are some. But
1: they say farm to fork, though. So when you say farm to fork, which it should go back to the fucking bikes or trees, you say farm to fork, that's really saying that, you know, your restaurant game is up to par, and don't get me wrong—I'm a foodie, so I do know Sack has some things. Yeah, but when I'm talking about relatively to the places that I've been and the places that I ate, bro,
0: no, 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 Sack is, sack is not. Uh, <laughs> I have never in, in any ranking system where you see Sack is high up on the on the, mm. on the We've had some really good chefs come out of here, yeah, and then went on to do great things somewhere else, yeah. Uh, and and like I said, if you like different kind of food, if you have an eclectic palate. Uh, you can find you almost every kind of food but not a wide variety of it yes like i know of a of a good moroccan restaurant yeah. but i don't know two yeah i know a really I actually I, know two but i'm saying like yeah, I, I, I know so a really good greek spot i know of a of a cool uh ethiopian place i eat at regularly yeah. like but you're talking one or two yeah, whereas if you can go to some other cities and you've got your choice of five great yeah. seafood restaurants or four or five steakhouses or, or that sort of stuff. It we we literally
1: was fighting to figure out what spots we were going to eat because there was so much of variety. You yeah. know, we went to this one spot in Dallas called Ellen's. Phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. Like I thought that D.C. Um, and Ben's Next Door's shrimp and grits was awesome and phenomenal i'm thinking like i'm gonna have to go back to check there i'm gonna i am be heading to dc to all my dc family out there i'm gonna be heading to dc as well when i'm out to the east coast um this week but at the same particular time i have to like give my my, my hats off to ellen's because their grits and shrimps was just phenomenal so like i say i love to go there um you know when I love to go to places where I know I'm not going to only get the, the food, but I'm going to get the culture, get a lot of rich history, and, and that's what I got. And then another spot that um, was just crazy with its food, when we first got into Austin, um, they told us to go to, to Rudy's, and Rudy's is crazy, man. It's, they bring you all. You're not you're not a meat guy. You're a veggie yeah. guy. So they bring you all this meat. They let you, um, since you're their first time trying it, Or being there, they let you sample all the meats so you can pick out which one. So literally, me and my daughter feasted. It was just crazy. If you guys are on my FB, Barry Axios Facebook, if you're not on it, get on it. Go there. I'm like the black blueprints and yellow pages of restaurants to go to. (laughs) Like, I I think, really? I think since you were trying to leave me earlier this year, I think I'm going to leave you first and start my food-like black restaurants, even though I go to white restaurants and other restaurants too, but I think I'm going to go do my food thing, where it's like me traveling through the United States, going and visiting black restaurants, folks, would you love that? And, and, and comparing it and, and trying it and just blowing it up. I think there's
0: more than enough hours in the day to do both. (laughs) We can still get together and do the show. Gotta gotta, gotta watch off of brothers like you, man. Still get together and do the show. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Lots going on out here in the streets, not out here in the traffic, uh, Coming off the holiday season, hopefully whatever it is, what your get down is, if you, you know, had a good Hanukkah, good Christmas, Kwanzaa, Mm. day off, whatever, you know, whatever whatever it is your get down was. Hopefully it was a healthy and and safe couple weeks for you. Hopefully, you know, everything worked out right. Because there's been a lot that's been going on out here where it ain't all been working out well. Well, some of us do something different. The last show that we did was kind of highlighting some of the, you know. the the information that's been taken from us. Okay. So uh, one brother on the bounce back, you know, talking about MJB talking about always on the comeback. And and I'd like to see how this pans out for him is a Tavis Smiley. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Tavis got that, that whole issue over PBS. He had the sexual misconduct show got pulled off of PBS. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went out on, on the air talking about, you know, I, I flat out deny all these allegations. He said, I did have relationships with women during the course of my career. That motherfucker was fucking all of his employees. But his and to his credit, he said mo, there's a lot of people out there who got together on the job. So he said they never, so he
1: dry snitched as well.
0: No, 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 not in his corporation per se, but just in general. If you talk to most people, how did y'all get together? He said in the company that he worked for, there's no policy against mm. you know. So he
1: dry snitched. Okay,
0: go ahead. So. His thing was, he said, you know, I've had a couple of relationships, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But all the stuff that they're talking about is not true. So in any event, his show was 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 pulled from PBS. So on the comeback side, uh, Tavis was announced and he's got a new show. Oh, we're on PBS. Nah, on revolt. This is the interesting part. So it's on the word network. So I don't know Word. if you're familiar. Word?
1: They, Word. All, bro. there's so many damn fucking networks that have been popping up.
0: Well, this is the thing, though. So the Word is this, this new show. It's an inspirational show. It's, it's going to be online as well as on the Word Network. It's a weekly show. It's called The Upside with Tavis Smiley. Now, if you don't know what the, the, the Word Network is, it's one of the largest non-secular networks. So when you think about the Word, think about getting the Word, Word. Like, on the Bible side of the game. Like, okay, like, well, like, <laughs> well. like getting the word like Creflo Dollar got a show on his network. OK. Uh, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the hustle is real. But the thing about the network is, is it airs in over 200 countries and it's in, in over 93 million homes. So basically he came up. Yeah. So I'd be real interested to see that he he's going this route. And so the show he also got a dist- an international distribution deal. He's got a new book coming out uh, and doing a five city tour. And this is the part that made me worry about, like looking at the networks up. It's a five-city tour talking about appropriate behavior in the mm. workplace. So it almost sounds like his uh, PSA, he got at his uh, community service, mm. and then he's doing a non-secular network. Mm. But this is a dude who was like his back was against the wall, and and he flipped his situation mm. because you know Roland still ain't got a job. Roland Martin's still out of work. Yeah. So, you know, Tavis, you know, we get a little up. We'll see how that work out. You know, was, had his back against the wall. It was fourth and long. And not only did he flip a new job, got an international distribution deal, got a book deal and a Fire City tour. Damn. So I'd like to see. But I'd, I'd be interested to see the content he puts out on this type of network. You know, when you're doing non-secular stuff. And if you're not familiar with that is when you when you keeping it real tight. Like, you, no cursing, no, you know, crazy content. Like, oh, it's man, that, would,
1: that wouldn't work on for us, and this show got too much crazy
0: content. So, uh, I'd be interested to see. So, I, I hope that pans out for him, you know. Because um, uh, I like, you know, we highlight some of the mistakes and stuff that's going on, but I'd, you know, give a little nod to somebody out there trying to make something happen for themselves. Well,
1: you know, good luck for the black brother. You know, always want to see a black man standing up, standing tall. And at the end of the day, like with the whole Tyler Smiley thing, um, that was. Just some, I feel jealous, rage, something that didn't go right, or something didn't go well with someone. I don't know if it was him dealing with that person per se, and whatever sense. But that's sometimes what usually does happen, you know. Yeah. I mean, you have, I remember um, particularly, and because the, the the place is no longer um, in business, families first. One of the jobs I had back in my day. And that was just a a cesspool of just relationships of of folks. Just you know, one minute someone was screwing the manager, next minute someone was screwing the night staff, and
0: on the the, clock it was just
1: it was just was crazy. (laughs) And I will say that I had an episode with a teacher in her classroom.
0: Yeah, like for real. biology
1: Uh, no 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 chemistry yeah it was definitely some chemistry and (laughs) good health so it was and it was like crazy when it happened i remember you know us going into the classroom she taking me to the closet it was before everybody came up but that's another story
0: i I think that's the
1: point that a lot of folks hook up on the job that's the truth that's common so when i heard about it and then i kind of realized that okay yeah you know and that's why this, this, this whole sexual harassment thing, you know, um, I know we're going to talk about Oprah a little bit later and, you know, the triumphant, um, speech, and the rhetoric that she's, you know, split in golden globes. That's something else that I, I'm not trying to knock it, but I think that we have to be very careful on some of the vengeful, um, voices and some of the vengeful people that take swipes at people because now they look at this trend of, of men being um, targeted, right, in a sense of, okay, now because he didn't accept my advances or he might have dogged me, I'm just going to say, oh, he sexually harassed me, right? He did this. So I'll make an allegation where now folks these days will – Kill you off with an allegation before finding out the true facts, right? Because yeah. nobody wants the pressure, nobody wants the bad press. And the thing about it, before bad press, a few emails, or even let's go further, bad press was some letters, right? Okay. Then it became um, phone calls, right? No. Then it became emails. Now it becomes a campaign on social network. Right? So social media has created such a buzz that they will create a campaign where you see the Me Too campaign, right? Yeah. Which is very much a positive campaign, right? To shed light on some of the um, hideous things that some of these men uh, push on some of these women. Well, I I agree with that, right? But at the same particular time, where it all goes wrong is when you have vengeful and. you know, folks that don't really understand how powerful that movement is to be credible, that they just want revenge and say, yeah, me too. But it really wasn't me too. I'm just a scorn bitch and this is what I'm going to fucking well, do. Well,
0: I think that that's well well into two situations that have happened over, since the, the start of the new year. So one has to do with uh, comedian Dave Chappelle. OK, so Dave Chappelle dropped his uh, two Netflix specials. Uh he's got this deal worked out with them where he drops two at a time. Yeah. And in his special, in his stand-up, he was addressing the Me Too situation and, and kind of specifically addressing the allegations that had to do with comedian uh Lewis C.K. Okay. And in his routine, he just kind of made light of it to the sense where he said, like, the accusations were, in his words, quote unquote, weak. Mm. Like, just kind of like you know, I, I I don't get it. And where people were starting to kind of the backlash is that he was, seemed to be very dismissive. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he was kind of closing when he was addressing the Me Too campaign, we was talking about women. He said, you know, look, like there's a lot of men who are scared right now. Yeah. Like you got them on the ropes. Yeah. He said, but th- this is not going to create a lasting peace. Mm. Like th- more so the mentality and the behavior of men, having them fearful and on the ropes, you can't sustain this you know so at some point there's going to have the pendulum's going to have to swing back the other way because you're just not going to keep dudes on the ropes forever not dudes who are used to having power and influence and and reach and so that was really seen as really dismissive to the me too movement really just kind of like cementing the what they think of as the archaic way that men view women's plight Mm. you know and they kind of coming for dave right now
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah. I mean, they come in for everybody. I, I just, I just think that, like I say, um, I just have to challenge some of the credibility on some of those people that are pointing the finger at individuals, just like the Tavis Smiley thing. If I myself have been in a workplace where it was pretty much everything go, there was really no yeah. policies. when I mean, we know realistically that thing. That
0: happens. Every job I've ever worked, somebody was hooking up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and sometimes it was just culture, right? Yeah. So the the same instance of just how, and this is not to spite what those people who are victims are going through. That not at all. I have a daughter. I have plenty of kids that I mentor. So it's never me um, being insensitive to those that have been dealing with. This, this, these heinous things. But yeah. at the same time, we do know that there are a lot of women that utilize their sexuality, right? Yeah. Um, their pervasiveness so to, to flirt in some ways, to get to where they need to get to. So let's not pretend as if these things don't happen. And sometimes um, things can go left, right? Yeah. And there are definitely men that swing their, their rod of power as well. Sometimes it's a um, you and I both know what we're doing as consenting adults, right? Yeah. And other times it's really that bullshit. But let's let's start trying to 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 like um, move to that place where we can know what's the bullshit and what's the real, because we don't want a whole bunch of people crying wolf and then a whole bunch of people who are being victimized not getting the proper due um, handling, and those folks that are doing the victimizing yeah. that they kind of ride in the sunset or they're being falsely accused we've got to be very careful
0: okay because that makes a very good point in separating the two so the, i would in my personal opinion i think tavis is the first one i think he there was a, an environment where folks was just getting in where they fit in and that i don't really think that it was a, a a misuse of power i think it was probably you'll find some jilted jilted folks and folks got their feelings hurt And it was a little backlash that way. He was being a playboy. But but to the other side, where it comes to somebody acting wrong, a dude who's back in the news facing two criminal charges now. Because before it's one thing when stuff is brought up about accusations about what you did. He's he's facing two, two rape charges now, two criminal charges, Russell Simmons. Two women have come together, filed reports with the NYPD. On some rape allegations that took place now some years ago. But the reason why they're still looking at it as a criminal is because the girl was underage. So, let me go, hold on. So okay. now it's going from the allegation to now a rape charge? Is that what's missing? Mm-hmm. So uh, before he stepped down because he had all the issues where, where women were coming out saying there's sexual misconduct, and a woman came straight out saying that, that the experience she had with him was sexual assault, not consent. Mm-hmm uh he said he remembered it differently but he didn't actually really come out and say no it didn't happen he said just i remembered that experience differently you know he's i was a different person back then i re- i remember that encounter differently well these two women are coming out now uh one was 17 at the time and these are allegations that go all the way back one was in 1983 and one was in 1991 and the reason why it can still be looked at is cuz you're talking about minors and so uh this was were just filed this past week <laughs> So, uh, you know, Russell may have really been out there like that. You know what? Let's think about this,
1: Mister Russell Simmons. Yeah. The same guy that told it around this younger woman, right? The uh, his his was his ex wife, his ex wife, or first he baby mama or whatever. He was like maybe th- second baby mama. He was
0: he married her, but it was he was thirty five, thirty six when she was like sixteen. Okay. So.
1: Where was the hoopla then?
0: I think it's the same thing culturally. The it was flag, accepted, right? The flags didn't go up like there wasn't a big stink about okay. the you know the Archangelia time. Yeah.
1: And so culturally, what was probably um, the norm was kind of that behavior. And now again, with a movement like Me Too and and folks stepping out and and you know, saying, hey, that wasn't right. Maybe maybe yeah. I thought it was at that particular time, but it really wasn't. Um, and then a lot of drugs that was going on around those times as well. Right. Yeah. You, you, you feel bad because Russell Simmons is a pioneer of hip hop and he's done so many great things, um, for the black community and just done something for the culture all, all together. But the way I look at it is when you, when you hang with the Jews, you get hung with the Jews and usually the Negro was the one to get hung and the Jews will sit back and figure it all out. And that's kind of like where the, the, the ball bounces. And I think that you look at the whole situation with um, Bill Cosby as well as these Negroes was playing white boy games and they don't understand that they're
0: black. Yeah. Cause the, I think so the, with Russell, uh, I've yet to hear him vehemently say these things didn't happen. These things that whatever. So I think with him, uh, there's almost a degree of, guilt. of, of onus, yeah, yeah. Uh, of saying, because you knew what it was back in the day. Because you know what? I,
1: I've had so many brothers our age that would still tell me to this day that they'd bend over a 17 year old. Like, oh, she's a senior, she looks good. Oh, and I'm looking at them like, are you fucking nuts? I'll never have you around my daughter, right? Yeah, or even our age. And we'll still date a, a twenty-one-year-old, and I'm thinking like, what can a twenty-one-year-old do for me besides have a good time in bed, that's right? It. And 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 that's not going to be a good enough time for me, you know what I mean? Because it's just not something that I yeah. look at. I, I mentor twenty-one-year-olds. I don't. That's not what I move. I don't get yeah. down like that. But really
0: they, they, they irritate me. Yeah,
1: yeah. But there, but, there, <laughs>
0: but there's males I know, just that, yeah. that just <laughs> will
1: just do that for the simple fact. So the problem that I have with these guys. That aren't doing what Tavis Smiley is, and that's why I respect Tavis Smiley for what he did. He just basically said, you know what? Hey, check this all. I may have been wrong for the fact that the culture I was involved in was was having sex with my employees. I'll be I'll be guilty for that, but the other stuff, no. Yeah. You stood up and said what it was, took ownership, and. Basically spoke on it. Where are all these other guys, why it looks like it's guilt. Because it's this is me. If anybody on this god green earth accuses me of anything, and if I'm vocal about every other thing, and I just all of a sudden say, I'm just gonna just, you know, I don't I don't recall it like that.
0: Yeah. You best believe something is wrong. Okay, so even with him, and, and we'll move past him because it's not just about him, because his thing was it there was a there was a degree of remorse in the sense of he thought the not like she said that oh, i came over it, it too and i don't remember us having a sex like that his thing was like the, the the account was similar just the emotion was different like he when she's like oh he pushed me up against the wall or he this that he's like i remember the account that way mm-hmm. i just it went differently in my brain mm-hmm. like i thought she was into it type thing <laughs> you know like that it's that type of he remembers it differently so uh I'm sure there's gonna be some checks cut.
1: I'm oh, sure, for sure. I'm
0: sure there's gonna be some because he and 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 I think and I think there is something to say something to 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 being a different person because it doesn't justify the behavior you did. But if you were moving a certain way. When you were 24, 25, 26, you partying, you got a pocket full of money, you doing drugs, you drinking, yeah. you used to kind of getting what you want. Yeah. You may have been a certain way, but just like he gave up drugs and alcohol, he became vegan, he started doing yoga. There just may have been some foul shit that he used to do. Like, it could just be a simple case of, that's who I used to be, I'm not that anymore, and I'm pretty pretty sure everything short of jail time. want to try to make up for whatever it is that I used to, for the person that I used to be. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think there might be some of that floating around. I think it's very unfortunate
1: because, you know, there are a lot of good people that are just getting ransacked. And there was a lot of bad people that are deserving of all of the shit that they're getting right now. Yeah. I just think that it's just overall, man, it's just a sad situation. Um, you know, men, if they're not saying yes, don't take it. <laughs> men, yeah. if they're underage, don't take it. Women, like you know be 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 who you are be classy and if you are consenting on certain things like own up to it don't all of a sudden look at it as a cash cow and try to um you know destroy some of these people's lives because some of these women you know they know some of these guys were married and they still did something then turn around and extort these guys you know let's not be um unclear like those things don't happen right let's be very clear that these things they definitely happen on an everyday basis so just as much as we will uphold and we will support the me too let us also support that they are some conniving snake-bitten women that are out there that are just as bad as the predators
0: that are men and and men and what i mean by and men because in, in this dynamic it's not just women who are saying that that stuff has happened to them that you know in hollywood there's a lot of young boys who've been messed oh, with too we already know that and, that shit is crazy. and so when it comes to you know kind of calling stuff out and in some cases if it's are we really really about trying to bring truth and justice and bring folks to light and bring before the congregation or how much false flagging are we doing and we just presenting fake rage. Because there's another thing that's been in the news as of this week that we are getting up in arms about the H&M
1: If you're not familiar,
0: H&M clothing line, whatever, they had an ad where they had children wearing different sweatshirts and they had a young white kid who's his shirt was um what is it man i don't even have it in front of me Mm -hmm. something to the effect of you know he was something in the jungle he was cool the issue was was what the young black kid was wearing and he was you know coolest monkey in the jungle (laughs) And all of a sudden, everybody is up in arms, boycott H&M. Uh, this is just, you know, racism, discrimination at its finest. This is, you know, how did this get past all the editors, the photo folks, you know, how did this get past? This had to go past a half dozen deaths before it ever went to print. Yeah. So, you know, how did this get out? And everybody's en- enraged, uh, except for the boy's mother. <laughs> The young boy who, in question, who was wearing the outfit, his mother came out and said, "This was just one of a hundred outfits he had on that day, because yeah. she was at the shoot." Yeah, of course she was. And so, well, because some folks is like, you "No, know, I'm just saying, yeah yeah, yeah." yeah. And so she was like, "I was at the shoot. He he had a hundred outfits on that day. This was just one of many. Uh, get over it. it. It's not that big of a deal. More so, don't f up my son's career. Like, no, we, we just getting his ball rolling. Don't f up the check. Yeah, don't don't mess with the church's money. So." A, a very interesting thing that was brought up in respect to this H&M thing. Well, two things. One was, all of a sudden, black people everywhere, up in arms, boycott H&M, leave this mess alone, get off this. And somebody was like, y'all are upset over H&M, the, 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 the coolest monkey in the jungle, but y'all wear bait clothing. clothing mm. with the Which is uh, the Bathing 8. Yeah, for real. And so, y'all cool with wearing a depiction uh, of you as an ape. But we're going to get mad about calling a kid a monkey. Mm. So where do we start to fall in line with stuff? What do we actually care about? Mm. Pose that question to you, sir. Hold on a second. I was just trying to find a young kid, a
1: mangrove jungle survive official survival expert oh okay
0: the young white kid was oh yeah he's a survivor (laughs) and young black kid was he was the monkey who was monkey in the jungle (laughs) like like i mean we get all (laughs) excited and we get all up in arms and we every time there's an opportunity to to say to cry foul and to say you know that's racist yeah (laughs) uh do we even care i mean really we don't care we don't care. I, I, and I call it fake black rage.
1: Yeah. As as much as I see this as what it is, I laugh at it. I'm humored by it. But I'm more humored by the reaction, right? Because now here we are. Let's ban H&M. But I remember one particular time was maybe by, what, four years ago, maybe now three, four years ago. And we had the movement, not one dime. And, you know, the whole call was to not spend money at any of these retail stores yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. all of them right yeah um and the funny part about it is the negro probably giving billions of dollars to h&m during the holidays so now all of a sudden what you're gonna just ban them now all of a sudden
0: you're gonna take you your know, clothes
1: back yeah yeah you got um athletes and and um uh, music artists speaking out actors speaking out because everything becomes a trend yeah this is trendy you get what i mean guess what the nfl uh, for the NFL to kind of still have ESPN as their lead after ESPN did an NFL slave auction. Yeah, remnants of the Get Out Slave Auction. And Negroes still didn't boycott. Negroes still continue to watch ESPN when these owners sit there and call their black athlete prisoners and every other owner... Sits there and spews some kind of racially deterrent kind of uh, of comment. And Negroes are still playing. People are still watching. Yeah. When when, when Paula Deen says something ridiculously
0: racist. Has, them, has her servants, like her butler, like her waiters, dressed as slaves serving her friends at a dinner party. And she, I'm not going to say she's as relevant, but I mean, she's still making money. She's still working. She's still she's
1: working. Still she, I mean, she's okay. She had that moment, right? She had that moment, but again, thank you. She's back on TV. My thing is one. I said it because I, I, uh, I made a statement about it. I said one: the kid has parents, right? Yeah. So I said first, let's think about what the parenting is. What What does the parent think? Evidently, if the parent, right, didn't look at this as an issue, yeah, we shouldn't be jumping up because first it has to always come from the disappointment of that parent if the child had one right yeah. and then secondly i think h&m really realized how to be culturally sensitive cuz i think they've seen enough examples just in the last 3 or 4 years of what they should and shouldn't yeah. do yeah. and in the real reality I think they gave not two dams because they didn't think the Negro would be paying attention like that.
0: Okay, well see there's something that's a little deeper than that that I saw. Shout out to my brother uh, Romney Malco, something that he had brought up. And he was going through this book, the breakdown of how you propagate things and get more press. He said, Right now, in this today's climate and culture, a surefire way to get free press is to offset black people. So there could have been a board meeting. Well, this is already. You're like, how does this get past so many deaths and nobody knows? Think about how irrelevant H and M is this week. Mm-hmm. All the free publicity, trending on Twitter, all these athletes, entertainers, people, people who don't even who don't own a product from there, are now speaking the the, the name and circulating it around. You know, if you're like, how do I get my my stuff out there, get my stock up? There might have been a, on a promo campaign because they know we don't stick to stuff because the secondary part that goes along with that was something that was said by David Banner. He says, "Why do we even boycott? Why boycott is temporary." Yeah, I don't. He said, "Why do we boycott? Why don't we just be done with them all together?" Okay. And, and if we're not going to be done with them all together, then this is a great PR move. Okay, and, and and as I was going into I I I don't
1: think that because I mean I I think that's far-fetched It sounds good. I really honestly believe that there's nobody in that board mean was like, so, "Whoa." Let's spark up some controversy because H&M is a very known, very known company. I don't think this is a kind of press uh, 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 backlash that they need. Now, will the Negro remember it in the next five days? Hell to hell no, right? Because we are so trendy and we are so emotionally conditioned and very reactionary on our emotions, not reactionary on a – wait a minute, wait a minute. Going to David Banner's point as I was going to make my third point. Any Negro that's upset about H and M and you're not supporting a black clothing line, I have a black clothing line, and I'm gonna tell you one thing: I ain't sold not one shirt, sweatshirt, and since H and M had this controversy, right? Yeah. And I challenged people. I put it on video. But I, I gave shots out to some of my other brothers and sisters that are having clothes lines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We should be getting um, orders through the roof. So the the the, the ability for these not only clothes lines, these department stores, or just these these sports entities, these uh, um, what's it called? Music executives to sit there and be able to be callous and can be ignorant and be racist as as much as they want to, because we don't want stick together. We don't to own anything, right? Yeah. To where we can pull out and say, you know what? H and M. My thing is shop at H and M. Cool. But you better be putting more money into something that's black, right? And a black line and a black boutique store. These are the kind of things that keep industries like H&M doing the thing so they can be insensitive and not even think or care less about what it does. Because had no one said anything, it would be business as usual. Now that someone said something, they're going to get themselves in check. And yes, they're going to hit a red mark for a second, but as it climbs out of the controversy, all things will be good. And then when the mother comes out, and and that's another issue with the Negro. Listen, sometimes when you see all your people moving into that direction, the one thing you, you might want to think about is instead of adding more fuel to the fire, just backing up and saying, you know what, I didn't really see it that way, but I'm happy that my brothers and sisters effectively you know just mobilized and got together and kind of exposed this thing because i wasn't looking at it like that i was kind of in the zone going through that thing hold on real quick and then that part of she stands out saying why are you tripping that has always been the problem with the negro that's why these folks can kind of do racism the way they do racism why is because not
0: enough of us are really truly tripping and, and then she just showed it right there. Well, the, the the reason why I say a little bit to that is I think that was a response to someone coming for her first in the sense of why do you have your kid doing this? How come you let him do that? And, that? and so when you challenge a parent that way, if you get a, a, a backlash response, I think that, that it has more to do with that than her just like all of a sudden dropping, you know, I don't know what y'all even say anything about tripping. It was more of a response to everybody sitting there coming at her and because they kept talking about the kid and talking about what kind of parents. And then she responded, I'm the boy's mother. Mm -hmm. And it was fine with me. Well, yo, you need to not do this and Mm -hmm. that. And and it turned into that. I just think that if she ain't
1: tripping, I think that Negroes need to just understand what it is and what we need to do. And what we need to do is support our own brands. There was one particular time. And there's this, this great moment of hip hop Where hip hop was so powerful to where it finally created that since we were making all of these other uh, 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 freaking designers that were white rich. Yeah. We decided to create our own brand. I mean, you got FUBU, For Us, By Us. You know, you had, you had Fat Farm. It spawned out Rockaware, spawned out Sean John and all these other great um, labels. And we had our own, right? As fast as we had it, it was as fast as it left. Yeah. Right?
0: And that is the problem. <laughs> well, I think something that goes along with that is the same reason why we won't be focused on this by this time next week is because how trendy things are. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll be all in. Man, you got that new Fab Farm stuff. Oh, man, it's this, this, that, and that. Two weeks later, you still wearing Fab Farm? Oh, and let me just also say, I I forgot. Call Canine. Uh, Okay. You know, and and that type of mentality is what kills us business-wise, too. You know, when you're catering to to a black audience as consumers, it's quick. Mm. And that was some of the things that some of these uh, non-black designers were coming out saying why they didn't want... uh, athletes, entertainers, black athletes and entertainers really wearing their stuff <laughs> is because you're going to create, you're going to take what I've seen as a, as a as a staple of style and you're going to turn it into a trend and then my stock's going to be in the toilet. Mm. So it's like, I would rather you not mess with me and not wear my clothes and not promote my stuff because... I don't I don't, but know I, I,
1: don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I see it differently because I think a well, lot that's of some these, of the statements
0: that came. Yeah. Out, so but, but at, at the I same found.
1: time, like, you know, think about it without black people. What would Timberland be? Right. Without black people, what would Tommy Hilfiger be? What Without black people, what would Polo be? I mean, these are the kind of, um, you know, designers that have literally become rich because black folks put them on a pedestal i mean i'm I'm sure gucci's stock is looking real good because black people so I, i i i tend to differ from you know hearing the the legwork of what they're saying of what is actually happening and that is actually you know cultivating them more dollars and cents because if black people didn't praise and glorify some of these brands i guarantee you some of these brands would have been shut down by
0: now yeah i think what that argument is that you can find brands that have been able to stand the test and some of those brands you mentioned are global entities that do well globally that that we cater to and help out a lot but we're sustaining brands on their own but there's a lot of them that that come and go because of that trend factor You know, uh, and it's not a justification to say I don't want an entire race of people wearing my stuff because I'm worried about that. Uh, But I'm saying these are some of the arguments that were made. But the fact of the matter is, is that we should be focused on what our stuff is. And even if we're trend based folks where, okay, it's going to be hot for the season and then we're going to be on something else, we should take the onus of being creating what the something else would be. And still sustaining ourselves as a business. Yeah, and it's like we don't aban- we quit abandoning yeah. our companies and, and our people. Oh well that was last spring. Yeah. I can't I can't wear Carl Kanai yeah. no more. So you just start mark. start selling it out. Yeah, if you want so Kanai can go away. So yeah. Fubu can go away. And then Carl so, Kanai
1: and Fubu can go away, they sell or whatever they do, and Nike is still here. Yeah. Reebok is still here adidas is still here and every single one of those three companies that i named went through a growth spurt right before folks didn't care nothing about adidas right it blacked out then came back before reebok was at his doom day it blacked out came back in nike don't don't get it twisted nike has had some dark days but it's still maintained and here these um Brands continue to be at the forefront of cultural trends where you have us now talking about the afterlife member cross colors, right? It's just like another great brand that I forgot to mention as I was bringing some of the earlier brands that came out for um, black folks. How do we have something as powerful as Cross Colors that comes out and just was phenomenal to where, like you said, we're trending. It's getting global. It's like, oh, my God, this still should be going on. Now, me and you might not or shouldn't be wearing it. And I think there might be some Cross Colors here and there in some stores, some boutiques. I think so. But in the same sense of how it was to where it was a brand, like you're feeling it like it's Nike. How does not that doesn't transition the into truth? that?
0: The truth, it's because white people didn't wear cross colors. No shit. Well, maybe the hard reality is that, huh? You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the reality and, 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 <laughs> they you know, didn't cross the cross colors, huh? well, and and that that's realistically the thing. If it doesn't cross over, and as bad as it is, that's too many of us have the mentality of the white man's ice is colder, man. So if, if it's something that we embrace, mm-hmm. we embrace it. But if we can't get outside validation, then its value decreases. Basically the crossover. So to the same accord, though, you have a lot of other cultures. But you had a few white people wearing it. Just let you know. But I'm saying, but not enough. And, and so the other cultures, they look at it as is that if you're trying to establish everything as a status symbol and that this is supposed to be the upper echelon of society. And I don't feel that way about the people who are wearing it. Mm -hmm. Then by sheer virtue of this becoming a trending thing amongst people whom I think are less than it decreases the value of what my product is. So if these these shirts, these ties, these, these suits are for the elite, these shoes are for the best of the best and the cream of the crop. But I see these people over here and I don't think that of them. By them wearing my stuff, it doesn't elevate them, which is what I think they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. It lowers what I'm doing, so I don't want them touching it. Well, the whole thing about it, as we know, um, a self esteem booster is retail
1: for, for a lot of blacks in a, yeah. uh, America. You know, you put on a pair of you'll run in. And and spend $200 waiting long lines to get Jordans. You'll run and get the newest iPhone, even though your other iPhone is in perfect condition. You run around and and get a fake Gucci belt just to say, I got a Gucci belt. We know that the factors of branding yourself with brands has been a sickness um, for black America. But at the end of the day, like I said before, even going into um, looking at the Golden Globe Awards, I, 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 I... I remember one particular time where Jada Pinkett was basically saying we need to band together and kind of just not go to these award shows because they, they don't fuck with us like that because of some of the things that came out. And here it is, 2017, but going on 2018. The award show was 2017, 18. right? It was, no, it was 2018? This, last, this past week. Okay, so it's 2018. Ago, less than seven days ago. All right. And, and here it was, was the multicultural awards given to, 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 to all kind of people of color. And, you know, of course, black folks were highlighted and getting some of the, some of the major awards. It's just like, we forget so fast. And then when white folks give us validation, we just like, oh yeah, you know, oh, we, we finally made it. And the problem that we have is that until we realize that our shit is as good as gold, just because no one else on that side may think it, that doesn't mean that it ain't gold, right? Yeah. We have to realize that I don't need validation from white folks. I don't need validation from their award show. I don't need validation from wearing their clothes. I don't need validation. This is not saying that I've made it because now I am wearing Gucci socks. Gucci, I, this, this shit is so fucking ingraded with sickness. Now, don't get me wrong. Buy what you feel that like you want to buy, but don't allow that to um, overwhelm you or consume you to the point to where you forget and then not realize that if you do not protect and you do not um, support your own, that you are taking away power a power base from your people and giving more power to the other. And okay. that's kind of where it's at right now.
0: And I think where we going along with that is that, so they had a, a study showing amongst uh black Americans who are a, of a certain tax bracket or higher. One of the most popular cars purchased was a Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> Do you want to ride my Mercedes? Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the people are trying to figure out, it's like why are Mercedes- Does Pebbles get a check for that? No. For Mercedes-Benz? Uh No. See you. See you. <laughs> and, and so they kept figuring, out why is this such a popular car? Because for so long the Mercedes Benz was a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the best car. Not. At all. It's not the most efficient, best on gas, strongest engine. I mean, there are some very nice Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, and usually the classes that we're talking about are not the classes that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, and so you know, it, it was all part of a, a status symbol that everybody was running out buying them. Uh, I worked with this dude and worth millions. Okay. And he wore the same outfit every day. Like, not literally the same clothes, but the same outfit. If you saw him on any given day of the week, he was wearing uh, shorts, regardless of what time of year it was, and, like, a little Hawaiian shirt like he was on Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Dude worth millions. You know, uh, uh, the gentleman who from here who, used to, who ran Tower, started Tower Records. My my aunt and my cousin used to work in the office. Dude worth millions. He was always cutting them in a tie-dye shirt with some dingy jeans and some Birkenstocks. Wow. Like, none of their value or, or sense of validation had anything to do with their outfits. Mm. Meanwhile, the people who worked for them, like the people who worked at the Tower Building, the people who were trying to get on Gucci belts, mm. you know, let's, let's get these, these, these shoes, gotta get brand new drawers, let's yeah. get all this up. Broke people in the building. You know, hung up on labels and brands, and and I think that that's something that we we really have to look at when it comes label to and brand whores. Yeah, we 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 good to keep other folks rich. Label and brand whores, exactly
1: what you said. We are infamous with keeping other folks rich, and then turn around and want to cry a river and have fake black rage against H and M. And we're gonna have this rage for 2.5 seconds. And H and M is gonna make this apology. H and M is gonna have a big sale. And Negroes are gonna fight themselves. Gonna going to look at themselves in a mirror, scream, go to Jesus, the white Jesus, and say, "Please redeem myself to repent my my sins because I'm gonna walk into this H and M knowing that there's a full-on boycott and go get this sale." Okay. Why? Guess what? Why? Because Negroes don't have big department stores like that.
0: Yeah. So now, this is keeping in point. If, if the whole big reason why there's this rage is because black people feel disrespected or feel like, you know, uh, somebody else is, is, is taking shots at us and that we need to stand together and, and be as one. Something else has happened in the past couple weeks where we have shown no sign of unity amongst two people who have pride of themselves and their ability to bring their people together. Dun, 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 dun. we got to be careful about conversating about this, because we might
1: get the next uh, ah, nah. YouTube YouTube, or Instagram post I on
0: us. So. I, I think just I think just something that's happened over the holiday season, two gentlemen, one I've met, one I've had, the, in my experience, the, the privilege to spend a few minutes with, a couple interviews with, between it, with uh, Tariq Nasheed. And uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. Dun, dun, uh, and Dr. Boyce Watkins. And, and and on the sidebar, Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, brothers have been going at it social media wise. And without even going to the, to the great depths of, of whatever their personal, real personal issue is with one another. Uh, Dr. Umar had to go before the board mm-hmm. in, in Pennsylvania because everyone's been arguing over the fact of his credentials and what he's doing with the money and whatever. Uh, everything that he says he's been doing for the most part, panned out. So his credentials or are, are what he's been saying, he's been uh, the the system where the money's set up is is what it's what it's what he's been the, saying I, been. What, I
1: don't I don't think they were talk. They didn't even been talking about that. They was just talking about the fact if he was you know registered or he had a license to
0: kind of practice. It
1: had nothing to do with the money.
0: No, no. I'm saying the money stuff has been addressed while he's been talking. That's come up in these discussions. So he's not going to court for the money. But there's been no uh, his stance on what happened with the GoFundMe account was substantiated by the GoFundMe people. Like, why would you get a freeze when you get so many allocations, when people so many uh, accusations of people regarding the money? So there was a freeze and there was no movement. There was nothing. There's been nothing that's been shown that the money has been taken to be spent on private things, which is kind of what uh, Tariq's point was. Uh, And so nothing that was brought up that way has been proven and nothing that was addressing his credentials was proven either. Like he said, he was "I'm I'm a doctor. He just doesn't have a license to practice psychology when it pertains to adults, which is what he says at the start of any speech he gives or any public forum. And that proved out to be true. My whole point when it regards to that is, is that. Uh, we, on one hand, want to get mad at a company for saying that we feel disrespected as a people and disregarded and that, you know, why would somebody, you know, tear us, try to tear us down? We need to stand together when it pertains to a product, but we don't show any signs of that when it pertains, when we do as people.
1: Mm, I mean, I, I think the that, that, that whole situation between those two and you can't get upset with folks that question certain things, if something doesn't smell right, if something doesn't seem right, I don't think that you can knock folks, and I think that sometimes what happens with a lot of great people in leadership, great people um, in general, or who, those who may be in leadership, those who may, could have become leaders, or those who could have been um, just a, a great story, it's ego. And I think sometimes the ego leads to the destruction of first of all civilization. It's, it's it's led to the backward thinking of a lot of black folks and the the constant, you know, I know more than you. You don't know this. You don't know this. You ain't shit because you won't got this. Well, I got this and you ain't got that. I think that thing plays a bigger part into more of what is right now in this situation. It's a big ego stroke. Because if folks really looked at it and really cared, with um, Joe Public really thought there would be a person that, for, first of all, what I've seen in a, this whole thing, and let me be frank, because you know I I I have a high level of respect for for both brothers and the things that they've done, but I don't. I'm not a fanboy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a I'm a fan. I'm not a fanboy. I'm not I don't idol worship and I think a lot of people get stuck on that. I do appreciate everything those brothers do, and I hope that they continue to to build the blocks that we need to um not only get minds to think outside of the box, but to create the building that I feel that brothers intentionally were starting. I one can't just partake in Thus, the bashing of of each other in such a public form in the same arena that both men or all three men have spoke upon white supremacy and this being an angle of how white supremacy works right to, 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 to know so much about the the evils and the do's and the don'ts of white supremacy to kind of be in front of this to me is corny it's like okay um there has to be a bigger person that steps out of this and says, you know what, I ain't gonna even bother with that. But all you've seen is a lot of dry snitching, a lot of pettiness, a lot of ego strokes, a lot of a lot of almost I am, I am, I am, and a lot of fanboys and a lot of silly Negroes, not saying the brothers, but a lot of silly Negroes chiming in and in one position. I'm not going to sit there and spend my time trying to take or attack any of the brothers. That's why I remained quiet throughout the whole process. I'm going to talk to, to some brothers like you or some other brothers, you know, in, in my circle privately. Yeah. But I wasn't going to go ahead and create a video and say, hey, this because that's just not my thing yeah. because I honestly respect the brothers For you know what they've put What they've done because a lot of what They've done is they've sparked Some reality right To Negroes who are asleep So a lot of the wake up call has Become from these brothers That we're talking about right now But I still can't buy into If this is the work That we're doing that How are you guys trying to Sabotage each other right In a public form Whether it's by dry snitching, it's just by being jokative or creating lies or um, not telling truth or, or, or coming off fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And these are all these different things that I'm seeing. It's just, to me, it's not really good for the overall movement. Yeah, there's no win in this. There's, 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 it, 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 it kind of, uh, the validity of some of the, the stuff that you thought of some of these brothers is kind of like, eh. And then my own reality is, I only can take on what I know from whatever brother that I've dealt with on a personal level to know how I feel or what I see or what I believe in. I just don't really think that we as a people have the time, nor do we need to be in a fist fight with each other in a public forum, especially when we should be with these brothers who should know better, be on a building basis. And I, that's the troubling part about this whole thing to me. It's just kind of like now you got Negroes um, pushing sides, you got Negroes. Trying to validate all the stuff they say. You got Negroes trying to discredit all the stuff they say. Yeah, it's a whole is, fucking mess.
0: Which is what I was looking at. My what stuck out to me as a point is that if we have this the same degree of full tank for a FHM for a, for F and M H whatever uh, as we do for each other, like there there's it, there's no separation. No. So it's not like you know, man. We we you know we hear. Are we just looking for just to be upset? You know what I mean. Like it, 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 just anybody can get it. Yeah. And it's just whoever's in front of me at the time, because a lot of this stuff, it, it seems like that's the case. You know, we are talking about fake rage. Like I just need to be mad at somebody. Yeah. It just, it just, it just. You uh, know.
1: It just the thing was just, was crazy. It was like okay, the situation happened. You know, with Umar, I, I didn't see Nasheed say anything that was crazy. He didn't say anything. He just was like okay. I don't know what the brother got going on. He supported the brother. Then the brother comes in and, you know, Umar is is going on a a rant. I'm like, that's weird. And then it's just, it blows up. It blows up. And now it's almost like a a reality TV show. It's almost kind of like the time to where black folks, some of the most intelligent intellectual Um, leaders, and regardless of if Negroes want to sit there and say they're not leaders, I get it, but sometimes I want to say, I'm not a leader, but guess what? I'm labeled it. That's what it is, right? We have finally, for the first time, aside to George Bush Jr., one of the most dumbest presidents, in a sense, right? Just a buffoon, just making... Everything that we've said about certain white folks in power, just like just pointing the finger like, look at this guy. Yeah. We turn around and say, there go them Negroes again. You know, and and that's to be like, come on,
0: guys. I thought something something my brother pointed out, which I thought was was pretty profound. Everybody got on, you know, Umar about the school. Ideally, if you could have got the school built with Umar teaching clinical psychology to children, Boyce Watkins teaching finance and economics and Tariq Nasheed teaching history. Imagine what type of institution that would be. Yeah, it was a great, great institution. You know what I'm saying, but, but, like, but, like, the,
1: but what we found out, and 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 Negroes can't be upset with us speaking upon certain things. I like, can't be upset. Like it's uh, We found out there's a lot of sensitivity in a lot of these Negroes. And at the same time, there's a lot of immaturity in a lot of these Negroes. And there is even the worst. There's a lot of ego. Yeah. And yes, we have to have a little bit of ego to deal and to be able to be um, brave and bold to stand up against this. But I just don't get any of the bashing and any of the threats when you still got George Zimmerman moving around, right? You, yeah. you still got Dylan Roof hanging out, you know, he might be and and an, um, on death row, but that motherfucker should have been taken out. You know what I'm talking about? We have so many underlying issues, right? That we really need to have all focus. And I think that every single one of them all could do a lot more to help build and brand, not saying that they have to take the whole weight of what, they're doing, but there's some things that brothers can do. I got plenty of ideas i to sit down with these brothers and say, hey, let's just go do let's be this let's do this like this, this yeah. small way. So to me, it just it's just it's just unnecessary. It 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 it, it, it creates this this reality TV show effect like loving and hip hop and it's almost like God damn in a moment where we don't have time for character building or the time that we have to be entertained. This is like some entertainment value. And we need to be uh, definitely uh I feel instead of entertained, we need to realize and get ourselves right and correct for the next 10 to next 15 to the next 20 years, not this bullshit.
0: Yeah, cuz I think that a lot of stuff that we say that we get upset about and that we, you know, jump on social media and 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 Get get all up in arms about is, is just misdirected emotion and, and feelings about something. You know, you t- touched on the, the Oprah thing. She gave her speech of the Golden Globe saying that the day where uh, people will have to, to cower down to powerful people and, and bite their tongue about being oppressed and abused at that, that time is coming up. What I would focus more on is that the time to where we sit there and pick each other apart over things, or are so focused on the validation of other people and not seeing the value in ourselves, those that time should be up. That we should see that what we create is enough. Yeah. That who we are is enough. That. Yeah that loving each other is enough. Supporting yeah. each other is enough. And if nobody else sees it, we see it and that's enough. Yeah. And that the time that we spend fighting with each other and picking each other apart and looking for every little battle and was it Don Quixote you kept chasing, uh, seeing seeing dragons in, in the windmills and going after, just running off wild after everything. And that, well, that time needs to stop. Yeah. That time needs to be up. Yeah. That we need to focus on ourselves, build with what we have, with who we have and support each other. And when we see these things going on, and see stuff that we need to to shine light on, and to appreciate one another, it's okay to say something. It's, say something. It's okay to, to to support and 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 build with one another.
1: Yeah, and 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 the thing when the, if these brothers ever hear this podcast, because I want to make sure we make a disclaimer: we are not saying anything out of the ordinary. We appreciate you brothers. No, it, no, 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 because because I'm I have to say this because it just seems like it's there folks are finding sound bites or come on we got to we got to as men we have to be okay to have tough conversations and not always agree and 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 just be able to speak as men without any malice without any anger without any of uh, venom like we want to take each other's out opinions are needed to solve some of these issues
0: yeah definitely uh, this is the Say Sun Podcast. I'm Jermaine Morris with Barry Axius. Where can folks find you online for more riveting conversation like this? In New York City. Online? Oh, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Barry Axius, at Instagram, at Team Void. Barry Axios will be making his um redemption tour on Twitter. So Barry Axis on Twitter and Black Blueprints with a Z.
0: Y'all stop focusing on H and M and come holla at me. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every other social media platform is at J. Morris CEO. If you're in the Sacramento region, January 20th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. here in Sacramento at the Fruit Ridge Community Collaborative, we'll be hosting the third annual Manhood Mentoring Conference. That's where myself and Barry and a panel of uh, special guest speakers will be uh, activities for young men, roughly 10, 11, 12 and up, Uh it's a free event Lunch is provided 4625 44th Street Sacramento, California It says The Fruit Rich Community Collaborative Third annual Manhood Mentoring Conference We'll be uh, Talking to the young folks Getting them up On some game On some life It's a great event yeah, Bringing bring youth out Yes And uh, I'm Jermaine Morris Here with Barry Axios Yes sir And until the next show Next podcast Next say something episode We about to get to 100 And we will holler at you later Yes sir uh, I'm out uh,